Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Back on your tech report, Mark Aflalo in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. If you want to follow along with us online, it is at your tech report on all our social media. Our email address, contact at europetechreport.com. Mitchell, I've got a conundrum, and I know that you can help, and I know that we talk about this sometimes off the air, but this is the conundrum I have. It is now uh, the first quarter of 2023, okay? I have yeah. got a lease that expires in January of next year, 2024. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to start shopping now. That sounds pathetic. That sounds crazy. But I need it's to not. start shopping now because every single vehicle that I want, if I want to do anything other than take what they have, is six months, nine months, maybe even a year away. So I would literally have to go into a dealership now and say, here's a thousand dollar deposit for a car that may not even be the same car by the time I get it. And Correct. I don't know what to do because I want to do the smart, eco-friendly choice. I want to get a hybrid or I want to get an electric vehicle, but I also don't. I'm also scared to take that plunge, not because I'm worried about electricity going away, not that I'm worried about the zombie apocalypse. I've got a generator in my house, but my sister just got the new Ionic 5, okay? She's got a really nice Hyundai, um, a really nice car, um, but we're in a climate in Canada where you lose 25% of your battery charge in the winter yeah. Right off the bat. Electric cars like heat, by the way. Believe it or not, the Correct. batteries love to be hot. Yeah. So, yes, that's why. So, regenerative braking, all that fun stuff that keeps your battery going, that's nice and lovely. I'll keep it in a garage. That's nice and lovely. But the second I drive out, I have to start worrying about it. And here's the thing. In my gasoline-powered vehicle, I'm never worried about it. If I think I'm going to run out of gas, I know there'll be a gas station in the next five to ten minutes of wherever I am. Right. And I wasn't really thinking in those terms until I said to myself, oh, NHL All-Stars in Toronto next year. I'm just going to drive there. It's going to be fun. Wait a second. If I get a Tesla, I'm going to have to plan to stop halfway through and sit there for two hours. Well, this is, this <sighs> is the issue because it not and now it just but but here's the thing. And this is this. I think this is where the conundrum comes in, where it's not just about when you are. When you were looking to go electric with a vehicle, which I think is fantastic, I've, most of my friends have already done it. And we're all going to get there. I have, we are, we are, it's all mandated, you know, yeah. but both, both of our countries have mandated a transition. So we, we know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, the percentages increase every year. You know, the government wants to incentivize, you know, all the big automakers to yeah. convert by 2028. I think you have to have like 20% of your fleet. Uh, you know, I have to look at the numbers. You may be right for no, us I think too. It's 2035. Um, yeah. But what, when you're making this decision, and it is a big deal. You're not just making it about your car. You're buying into an infrastructure. Yeah. It isn't just a car anymore. Now, with a gasoline car, with a combustion engine, you're not worried. The infrastructure is there. Gas stations are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. You're not worried about that. You're buying a car. You know there'll be a gas station every other block in some neighborhoods or at least on the freeway every couple of miles. Okay? And not only that, but you pull over. And even if there are 50 people waiting for gas, I know it's going to take... Maximum, what, five, seven minutes before that person fills their tank and moves on. 
Fill and there are a bunch of pumps. As soon as you're done, you move on. Exactly. exactly. But electric, it's, you know, there are fewer, there are fewer pumps, so to speak. There are fewer, you know, chargers. And more and people. And the charging. Exactly. And even if you have the best car, even if you have the best car that accepts the fastest charging, we're still talking half an hour as the fastest, or maybe I'm sorry, like 20 minutes to get from zero to 100% full. If you're at one of those superchargers that Tesla's up. Is how long is so, zero to 100? How long? Like like twenty between twenty minutes and half. Yeah, I haven't seen like that. that yet in the real in the wild. To be well, I'm saying honest, it's you know? there. That's that's where they're supposed to be, and that's and again that's best case scenario if there happens to be a charger available yeah. wherever you pull over. So before you do this, you need to know not only where you live, what kind of infrastructure you have in terms of chargers, how many places have chargers, how many chargers do they have, yeah. how how busy are those chargers on any given day on the weekend. During the day, late night, early morning. So, and these are all questions you have to ask. So my sister who bought this electric car didn't even because she rents and she didn't even put a charger in her home because she knows she lives a block away from a community center that has a charger. And she <laughs> yeah, knows yeah. that her commute to work is like three kilometers. So there's always she's always you know, once a week, she'll plug it into the supercharger, let it charge for an hour. It's got the top and she trickle charges it at home and gets what it needs overnight. And she's never worried about it. I live on a, you know, in a suburb of Montreal. I drive into town sometimes. There are benefits. I get to drive in the fast lane and the reserved lane for buses and electric vehicles. I can park sometimes better than handicapped people can park because the spots are even better. But if someone else is there, then I'm screwed. If 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 I'm not near an outlet, I'm screwed. If I I just I just I think there's too many concerns in my head to make this jump. And I don't know what it's going to take. Maybe infrastructure needs to improve, but I don't know what it's going to take for me to make the jump finally. Maybe maybe if I knew I wasn't traveling distances, I wasn't going to. I don't know. It's 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 a conundrum. And then and now and now that weeds down the choices, right? Because more and more companies are coming out with vehicles, but there's still some kind of delay going on. I don't know if it's still silicon shortage and chip shortage right. or just right. a backlog, but you know, I need to start shopping now. And I, I, it's a choice that I think a lot of people are in trying to figure out what do they do. My brother's lease is up in his car and it's cheaper for him to buy the car out because he can sell it for $10,000 more than to just, you know, give it back and just get a new car. And he, exactly. same, with leases. Get a car. same with leases, yeah. I know. And I know it, it really, it really, you know, I said it was an infrastructure issue. It's that. And it's also a lifestyle choice. I know that sounds ridiculous when you're talking about a vehicle, but you also much like when, you know, I was talking about, you know, when I had that conversation with you about talking about, you know, how you use an item, how you use a computer, how you use this, how you do you, how do you use your car? How do you use your car? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your sister, it's, it's the perfect storm because if she's only commuting, What'd you say? Three kilometers to work? Yeah, she, she is. I think she's the perfect example. And they yes. also have another vehicle in their home that is gas. You know, that so. is, that, that, that's perfect because that way you're never really you're not that worried. But for someone, listen, also for someone that loves to drive, it becomes a thing, too. Yeah, because electric vehicles are not known for their great handling, their great you know weight distribution, their great steering. Uh, the feel of steering is right, even though like a fly by wires in a lot of cars now, not just electric vehicles, where you're not actually turning you know, the wheels physically, you're telling a computer to turn the wheels when you turn the wheel. So when you turn the steering wheel. So, I mean, that's, that's in regular cars as well, but it's, it's a different experience. It's a different, it's a different ownership style. How do you drive? I mean, how, how much do you love driving? What kind of premium do you put on being able to get in the car and just go, whether it's driving, you know, a couple hundred miles to, for a job or just getting in and going away for the weekend without that worry of, oh crap, are we going to make it because we have to worry about A, B, or C with the electric vehicle? 
Yeah. And that's not that's not to say I don't think electric vehicles are wonderful. They are. And they're important. It's, they're sustainable, uh, assuming that we find cleaner ways to manufacture batteries, which I know is a separate issue. That's another conversation. But in terms of, you know, not putting out, you know, fossil fuel, not putting out pollution into the air every day. It's a fantastic thing, but there are compromises and questions that need to be addressed before you just dive in and say, hey, I want to be this person. Can you be that person? Is the infrastructure there? Is your lifestyle appropriate for being that person? Does that make sense? It does. Am I, am I at the yeah. point? Is it is the world at a point now where if I don't get a hybrid or an electric, I'm going to get somebody to point to that? <laughs> no, I don't think we're there yet. I think honestly, I think in 10 years we're going to be there. Which is going to kill me because I know I want to be ecologically sound. I want to be, I, I care about the environment. I do care, as especially I'm getting older. I'll be 60 in a year and change. And I think about not just myself. I, I don't think about myself. I think about what kind of planet are we leaving to our kids? What kind of example am I setting? What kind of planet am I leaving behind? What has my footprint been? And if I can do something to augment that and make it better than it's been or change things, even one person at a time, I want to be a part of that. And then there's a little voice inside of me that says, oh, but I love to drive. And they make the gasoline cars. They still aren't the same as the electric cars. They, the electric cars are still not up to that driving style, but I don't want to be selfish. So you're trying to have, you want to have both. And it's it's hard. And I don't think we're quite there yet. But we're getting there. But I have the same, I have the same thought process. I was looking at the Model 3. I was looking at the Model uh, Y. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm there with you. But Mark, I do know that even if you're getting in a you know, car with a combustion engine, with the, car, the kind of cars that you're looking at, the, like you said, you may have to wait to find out. What, and you can't just put a pre-order in anymore. You can't just pre-order the car from the factory. Well, so, some you can, some you can't. Like, I mean, Volkswagen. Some you have to wait for, yeah. Some you have to wait for an allocation. They have their allocation Correct. at the dealership. And they tell you, we are only allocated this many cars in this time period. So you have to put in for your allocation, again, yeah. uh, creepy air quotes, to make sure that that car is not only going to be made, but allocated to your dealership in your region. And, and, so and in like most an places, you can, you can opt out of that. Like, even when the car arrives, you can get your deposit Of course back. you can. Say, oh, for, yeah. you know, so anybody can take it. And they can take it. That's fine. Yeah. But, I, I'm leading towards and i don't know if you uh, what do you think i'm leaning towards I, I have seen a smile on your face as we do this on zoom here tell me i'm leaning towards um well tell me what i'm leaning towards mitchell you know me see how well do you know i me. i know i know you want something sporty and i know the times you've compromised that sportiness in the form factor of an suv you haven't been happy so clearly you like sporty cars and not sporty suv am i am i good so far not really but go yeah oh wait you're gonna go suv with a sporty suv that's funny because I was looking at them too. Oh man, oh man. I've I've realized over the past year or so, um, yeah. especially since you know the world has gone back to a little normalcy. That, I would have said golf R, but go ahead. Yeah, that I need I need the space. Right. Okay. I need the space, and um, in a golf R, which is what I've been waiting to order, by the way, for two years. Um, uh, by the time that comes to fruition, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it anymore. I think that the way the climate is, the way the snow is. It's fun and all, but I need I need the space and I want a bit of comfort. And I think that my right. wife is going to go for a full electric next next time around. Okay. That being said, she drives a Volvo S60 now. Great and car. A gr yep. Great car. And I really, truly enjoy driving it. So I'm going to be test driving the um, Volvo XC60 in a couple of weeks. Really? And, and check out those SUVs. I don't by want, the way. I don't want the big XC90. Um. <laughs> It's over kids big. And by the way, it's Volvo, big. everything Volvo is doing now is hybrid. There's no gasoline only. It's either hybrid or electric. So you don't right, have a choice brilliant. there yet. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. I got to tell you, I had um, an S40, a T5 S40 years yeah. ago. 
And I think there are some, there, you know what? We talk about this with tech products all the time and a car is a tech product. Whether we admit it or not, a car is a giant, Especially expensive, these days, yeah. daily use tech product, right? And that's what they turned into. And we talk about tech products and how, you know, uh, you know the, the experience of using them, what they do for us, uh, how we shop for them, what we're looking for. But the fact is at the end of the day, it's a giant tech product on wheels. Yeah. And I think, you know, people sometimes think of certain brands of tech products and they they undervalue them. I think with TCL, oh, but it's not a it's not a Samsung. It's not a you know, it's not an LG OLED. But you know what? Their screen technology is so good. They have caught up to the big guys and their screen te technology in many cases, is just as good as the big guys. And there are certain products like that that we have to champion because people don't realize how good they are. And I think Volvo on the driving side, this is my long winded version of getting to Volvo. Volvo has been has, has gotten the short end of the stick in terms of cars and, and the way they drive, the way they handle, because people think of Volvo from the 80s and 90s, the big boxy, you know, S40 wagons back in the day. Their cars drive amazingly yeah. well. Their technology Especially is great. The Their safety. Oh, yes. All-wheel drive. Their all-wheel drive system is phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal with a balance system to make sure not only that the proper power is going to the wheels, but that the anti-tipping so the car has a proper center of gravity and doesn't top, tip, top over, you know? So they have a lot of technology. I love Volvo and the XC series of SUVs. They're stunning. They perform really well. Like yeah. little sporty. Oh, I, I think that's a great choice. Yeah, Wait till I tell you what I was thinking of. But yeah, go what ahead. What are you thinking of? Well, I'm having the same sort of conundrum because I know in about six months, it's going to be, you know, time for me to start looking as well. Yeah. And I've been driving a Mercedes C300. I never thought I'd be a Mercedes driver in my life. And now I am. Um, and they're great. And I was like, you know what? Uh, the C300 is great. It's sporty. It's luxurious. It's not super expensive where I feel tremendously guilty. I got a great deal on it. So I felt okay about driving it. Um but I was like, oh, I miss, you know, I miss my GTI, my M3, my, you know, the fast sort of, but I, I like the utility of having room to put things in just like you. Mm, I like, how, I like being able to schlep, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was actually looking at the GLA, which I think is their yeah. bottom of the line SUV, yeah. but the AMG version, the GLA 35. That's I've on my list too. That's on my list to try, but I mean, I think that. I test drove it, Mark. It's a monster. It's an absolute <laughs> monster. It drives great. All wheel drive again. All the AMGs are all wheel drive. And I was like. Oh my God, could I drive like a really sporty small SUV? The answer is yes, I could. Mm. And they're also reasonable for what they are. They're not cheap, but they're not crazy, you know? So I, I could still live with myself if, if I did that. But yeah, I've actually been looking at sporty small SUVs. Yours is a sporty midsize SUV, but I've been looking at sporty small SUVs because I like the comfort. I like the sporty. I like being able to, to carry things. I don't like, well, I can't carry that in my little car. Even though little cars are fun to drive, I like being, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I have a house, I have dogs, we like to be able to schlep things. So I think that's a great choice. Good for you, Mark. Good for you. Well, I like your choice too. But, you know, the, the, also the cost yeah. in Canada for some reason is just, I don't know, I guess it must be the exchange rate or what's going on. I have no idea what's going on, but it's just, it's uh, a little bit harder to attain certain vehicles here, especially with the interest rate that are, that are not uh, very favorable now. I mean, when right, right, when, a, right. when a car dealership is telling you, oh, you could save two and a half points on your interest rate and you're still at like five, um, that kind of affects your decision making. You were, you know, a car that you might have been able to afford three years ago is not necessarily in the same class like Tesla. I mean, Teslas are just if you want to lease a Tesla, you're, pay, you're paying fifteen hundred dollars a month. A it's little bit. Absolutely. Well, not here. You're not paying that much here. But and it's not like you said, it's not just the exchange rate. You know, it's not just, well, Canadian dollar, American has nothing to do with that. It's that cars are genuinely more expensive there. 
it's you know you've told me even like to get gtis and golf r's which are meant to be affordable sporty cars they're meant to be you know cars for the masses you know and you know and the prices are ridiculous ridiculous it's like bmw pricing for volkswagen it's crazy yeah then we'll try to get a bmw and that's like Ferrari pricing. It's nuts. Did I mention it was crazy? <laughs> that's a little nuts. Try to get a Ferrari. Yeah, a, oh, please. That's great. We and then actually, you're buying uh, a yacht. <laughs> well, well, Tracy and I were driving today. Tracy and I were driving today. You know, we're trying to get stuff done before the weekend. And we're driving around. And we saw the uh, Lamborghini SUV. Which is and, gorgeous, uh, by the way. You know, it's funny. This what's one, the starting this, price? No, I, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> you know what? Um, hold on. Uh, kill some time for me. Just uh, sing something pretty. La, 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 la. That's that's my singing. Okay, Lamborghini. Here we go. Here we go. I'm on the hold. I'm on the Lamborghini website right now. Uh, Official website of Lamborghini. Let's look at models. I have to accept their cookies first. I would want to do that. Let's look at their models. Uh, What is the uh, Aventador? No, that's not the event. Aventador is one of their cars. That's crazy. What what is it called? Do you know what it's called? Uh, The Lamborghini SUV. Urus? Is it no? Alexa, what is the Lamborghini SUV called? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, you guys at home. Yours? Yeah, it is the Yours. Okay, that's what I was looking at. Yeah. Thank Why you. Why does it not look like an SUV? Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, you know what? It's so expensive, they don't even let you build one online. <laughs> it's it's like if you have to ask, you can't afford it kind of websites. Like, normally it'll say, you know, build yours now. Yeah, this is when AI is not going to let you on the site anymore. Sorry, sir, we've analyzed your financial situation and your responsibility is not met up to our standards. Okay, Please well, leave. I'll Google it. <laughs> Lamborghini yours. Okay. Okay. Uh, suggested retail price of about 221506 U.S. dollars. No, well, there's a good reason they don't put it on the website, I guess. You know? Yeah. It's, that is so uh, funny. Yeah. So it starts at 221. Um, wow. I'm guessing they don't discount it much. God. Call me crazy. I think they don't discount on these cars. At least Mercedes, BMW, you know, you could still get, you know, they'll still discount the cars. Although if they wouldn't for a while during, you know, in the heart of COVID, they would not because they know there were so few cars that the, the auto dealers had the balance of power in their, in their, on their side. Um, now it's balancing out a little bit. You can still get some deals out there, but no, you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a deal on your Lambo Urus. But yeah, we saw one driving by and I was like, it's nice, but it was this one was like all blacked out. It was too, it was almost too much and had too many things going on. I prefer sort of a smooth line, like a smooth look. I feel you. You know, kind of like the you know the the Bentley you know sedan coupe and thing. So this one was a little bit too much for me, but yeah, it's nice. I can't afford the car anyway, so it's okay okay for me to not like it so much. So for those wanting to donate to Mitchell Whitfield or my tra- car charity, please let us know. Contact <laughs> at yourtechreport.com. Vi- violin playing for oh, one. Oh lord. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. be back after this. Stick around. <laughs> Your tech report will be right back. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Hi, 
Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.